This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast, where we'll be reading through all four books in the Inheritance Cycle series, chapter-by-chapter, page-by-page. We'll also offer our own insights, theories, and first impressions of the wonderful world of Allegasia. May good fortune rule over you, may the stars watch over you, and may peace live in your heart. Hello and welcome to the Inheritance Cycle page-by-page podcast where we talk about the Inheritance Cycle or Aragon books. I am one of your hosts, Austin, also known as Teacup. And I'm your other host, Shelby or SheCup. And before we get into it, I just want to remind you to please like and review us on Apple or Spotify. If you leave us five stars with some words, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. Also, please join our Discord. You can find that in the episode description Please join. We have a lot of fun talking there. It's a great place to hang out. So this week, we are talking about Thieves in the Castle, which is, again, kind of a short chapter, but not like too short. It's longer than last the previous one. But basically, Aragon and Brom and Joe decide it's time to go kind of steal these documents, basically. And so they go to the palace. They bribe a guard. They get in there. They're just looking for these documents. The Weircat, Solemnbaum, shows up and warns them that the guards are looking for them. And then they escape by kind of like making it look like they're trying to get into the room rather than leaving the room, which kind of fools the guards when they are trying to leave. They get the documents. They sort through them. They discover through kind of a process of elimination, deduction, that they need to go to the next city which is Dross Leona. And that is their next definition, which Aragon then tells, Aragon also tells Saphira this time that he is, they will leave either this evening or tomorrow. And that Aragon kind of feels sad about leaving Tyrim. He says he's not ready to leave Tyrim. And that's really all that happens in this chapter. And then Braum makes, or Jode makes some comment about Braum ever like, having an end to his journey and Brom says basically the equivalent of hope. What are your thoughts, Shelby? So I um I thought it was an odd writing choice at the beginning. Like they're leaving to go to the castle, like to find the scrolls or whatever. But we're not really told that's what they're doing. It's just like, okay, we're getting ready to go. Let's go. And then they get there and you're like, oh yeah, this is what we're doing. And and I just was like confused because I thought they were like leaving Tyrum. And I was like, what is happening here? I'm so confused. So I was like, this is an odd writing choice. But maybe there's a point. I don't know. Um, But yes, so I found it to be really interesting that they like, they weren't they didn't just go in the room steal the scrolls leave go back and look at them at joe's house which i think would have been the safer option instead they are 
reading them there at the castle, which seems so much more risky, it proven to be risky because it takes so much longer and the cat has to warn them. So I thought that was the first thing really that stuck out to me um, personally. So I want to go back just a little bit to the very beginning when Aragon makes the choice to leave Zara behind. Uh, it was very interesting to me and I think a very realistic choice. Like we were talking last episode about like, oh, he learns to read so fast. But Poloni makes a point to make us know that Aragon is not, even all the training that he's done, he's not comfortable fighting with the sword. And I think that's interesting because, you know, when we picture like, the hero of the tale like they always fight with a sword like, that's the way they fight they get up and close they normally have a one-handed sword that they fight with or lightsaber or whatever but aragon is like nah i'm not comfortable with this right now which is so interesting because they've just spent so much time practicing mm -hmm. yeah that is really interesting i didn't notice that I think it also is a sign a little bit that Aragon is still hanging on to the person he was. Like he was the hunter and the bow. So he takes his bow because that's what he uses. Right. I was going to say, in reality, it's probably the worst decision because a bow's not going to do that much good in close combat. In a castle, yeah. Um, I was going to add... It's probably what he's most comfortable with, though. Even though he's been practicing and practicing and practicing, he also has had years, years of hunting with the bow. So he's more comfortable with that. Yeah. Um, I loved the portion about the cat. Absolutely adored that. Loved it. Um, I love this little cat. I want him to be in my life forever. Um, but moving on from that, something else that's super huge, um, it takes up pretty much the second half of the chapter is this huge lore dump about the geography of Allegasia. That is huge. We learn so much. Um, and I wrote most of it down, not all of it, but, um, we get, we, we learn about a place called Serda, which is a small country, a whole other country um, in the east. And they are um, a small country and they seceded from the empire. Um, and supposedly they support the Varden. Um, that's very interesting to me. Uh, we find out there's a desert in the like center of the country. We um, also find out there are like five or six islands off of the coast that the writers have an ancestral home called Vroengard, but it's like desecrated now, basically. And Galbatorix's home is Urubane, which I felt like the name of that city just sounds ominous a hundred percent and then the thing that's the most interesting to me um is that the whole entire far eastern side of the map of Allegasia, no one knows it's blank yep i don't like that that stresses me out <laughs> well it's kind of like it's so you've got the desert and then the desert kind of stretches 
and no one's ever really like crossed the desert to its end and come back right so it's kind of like that thing of like no one's made this journey and returned so we don't know what's out there um but back to the weird cat i have a comparison like the whole exchange of like is that you am i someone else reminded me so much of Plymouth. Like, she would say that to, oh, are you Plymouth? Who else would I? Right. And that's Plymouth from Dragon Age, in case anyone was wondering. Yeah. Yeah, no, I definitely see that. Um, for sure. I don't know if Plymouth would have, like, warned them, though. <laughs> I'm kind of sad we're leaving. I really enjoyed this city. Yes, but his destiny is outside it. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Destiny, schmestiny. Also, like, <laughs> this is just saying, but the name Drosleyona, does it mm -hmm. ever just, like, conjure an image of, like, the desert southwest cities that are, like, built into the side of, like, the Red Mountains, the Red Clay Mountains? You know what I'm talking about? I guess so. I haven't really thought about it before. I don't know. I just think it's a very, like, southwestern United States sounding name. Is it in the desert part of Allegasia? No. Oh, okay. It, it sits on a lake. I'm going to be honest. It it Here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of Andraste. Mm, yeah. So that's where I'm at. Or like, or even into this thing, like either a, if we're still on the Dragon Age strand, like an Elven name or like even a Kunari name. I think it sounds more dwarven, honestly. Yeah, that's just like the dross and all the yeah. consonants in it. Well, do you have other thoughts? I do not. Okay, well, I have two predictions this time. Okay. Um. So the first thing is that I think something bad is going to happen before they leave Tyrum. They're going to get into some kind of trouble somehow whether it's Jode's wife or the officials or whomever, I don't know, but I think they're going to find some trouble. Well, trouble will find them more accurately. Are you basing that off the name of the next chapter? I have no idea what the name of the next chapter is. Oh, never mind. <laughs> I'm going to look it up now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> A costly mistake is um, foreboding. Yeah. And then my other prediction I had too this time is that I do think Aragon will eventually explore some of those unknown areas. Hmm. You know, that's not an unfounded prediction, especially given Angela's prophecy from like two chapters ago. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, that's it. Uh, we'll end it here. And thank you all for listening for the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Inheritance Cycle page by page podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Inheritance Page or email us at inheritancepage at gmail.com. Make sure you join us on Discord in the Cups podcasting and more. All links are in the episode description. May good fortune rule over you. May the stars watch over you and may peace live in your heart.